Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, DJ Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. Back for another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focused Network and the Fantasy Football Network via YouTube. If you're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, make sure you please give us a subscribe. Hit that button, hit the bell, leave a comment, <clears throat> jump into the Q&A in just a little bit. If you're hollering back via podcast after the fact, make sure you give us a rate and review anywhere you listen to your Believe podcast networks. I'm back with my man, Christopher Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. We've had a lot of Commish family on the show lately, man. We just uh, you know, had a great episode with Kelly once again. Chris, you're on once a week. Uh, we're going to be doubling up this week as well. We're going to break that episode. They've been getting a little long in the tooth with our week previews and then the TCK wrap-up. So, Listeners, what we're going to do moving forward is we're just going to splice that recording and episode. So we're going to make it two for you. So if you're in the TCK listener leagues, either the rookie or the veteran, you can have that like nice little 15, 20-minute clip to yourself. You can tune into that. If you're not in those leagues and you frankly don't care about those leagues, which is fine because they're very personalized the way we break them down, then you're more than welcome to just jump off and skip that episode. Not a problem. So we're going to shave that time down a little bit. But once again, Christopher Benavides back with us once again for the week five game previews on this episode. Next episode will be the TCK wrap-up, so stay tuned to that. If you have any of your questions, either start, sit, or trade talk, make sure you jump in the comments, and we'll get to as many of those as we possibly can, most likely on the second episode. We are recording during Thursday Night Football, about to kick off here in just a few minutes. So we do not have a recap for you today, but Bobby will get that for you on Saturday. Chris, I want to start with some quick baseball chatter. You're a baseball guy. Alex is a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. Jordan's a baseball guy. Giants play on Friday. Bo Sox got past the Yankees in a thrilling game. The Dodgers get a walk-off against the Cardinals. Giants and Dodgers, first time in MLB history somehow that they face each other in the playoffs, which after 120 years I thought was phenomenal. And now you get the AL East rivals, Rays and Red Sox. How you feeling, man? Let's go about one minute on baseball chatter, but I want to get your thoughts here. Yeah, man. Uh, not feeling great, I'll be honest. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fucking Rays are uh, dominating the American League right now and pretty much all of Major League Baseball. So uh, it's funny. One of my uh, good buddies, um, 
Uh, his name is Blake he's from Connecticut. And for those of you who, are, who live in Connecticut of Sky's listeners, uh, I know you all are all confused. You're not sure if you're part of New York or if you're part of New England. For the record, you are part of New England. You should have loyalties towards Boston. But Blake was one of the ones we lost. And his his uh, his on, motto Blake. has always been Blake's Blake's motto has always been I live closer to New York Stadium to, to Yankee Stadium than I do to Fenway Park. So okay, all right, fine. If that's what you want to go with, no problem. That's that's kind of like low key hot take. I feel it like is. that's legit. Is it that is kind of legit. legit. Take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he hit it, when he hit me with it, I was like, ah, that's not not a bad point. But anyways, I digress. The point being is that uh, we were basically suggesting that good luck to whoever's going to lose in the next round to the to the Rays. So. They're uh, they're playing what I would consider the ultimate money ball scheme right now with the lowest or one of the lowest payrolls in the majors and uh, they're crushing everybody. So <laughs> I don't know what other way to suggest that not being the case. Yeah, the Giants are as well. And other than the Dodgers, uh, the most balanced team in baseball, I think right now is the Rays. Mm-hmm. Of course, last year, the Dodgers and the Rays go down to the wire. So um, hopefully the Giants get past the Dodgers and hopefully your Red Sox get past the Rays and then we'll keep this can- conversation Rolling, we did have a friendly wager preseason about the Giants and the Red Sox, who would have a better record. Giants won that one, but now it's when it counts. So hopefully we'll get both teams to the end there. All right, we got folks chiming in on the comments. Appreciate you. We'll get to you in just a little bit. Hang tight with us. Chris, man, once again, last week before we finally have some bye weeks to give you and I a break, let's dive right into it here. We'll start with the London game. And this is the first game here in London for the season. Um, I'm actually surprised that the NFL was able to do this with the UK US barrier with quarantining and everything else. It's just been such a shit show. But of course, if there's enough money involved, we can make anything happen. So sure enough, we are sending some teams over to London to play here. It's the Jets and the Falcons. Neither team is the true home team, but the Falcons are the home team on paper. And the Jets will call the coin toss at least. The Falcons are a three-point favorite right now, but they will be without Calvin Ridley, who is out for this game due to personal matter. Over under 45 and a half, which is pretty rough. Uh, This has to be a Kyle Pitts game, or it's full panic mode in my opinion. Matt Ryan, I think, can be okay, but the Jets have actually been surprising against the pass. Cordero Patterson, three touchdowns last week. Do we see a Mike Davis resurgence here? And for the Jets side, they got their first win last week. Corey Davis played well. You had Jamison Crowder rolling out of bed with a great game after missing the first three games. And Zach Wilson, I don't think he's playable just yet, except for super flex leagues if you have to. Um, But I want no part of that Jets running back room. How do you feel about this game here? Across the pond in London, Jets-Falcons. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about the game. It's not the best game. Um, you actually already have a com, com commenter in here saying why the Jets Falcons such a bad game to have in London. I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, promote the NFL, I'm not sure that was the best slate. But you know, again, they have they have their reasons for why they picked the team that they do. So in general, yeah, I mean, no Calvin Ridley. So I guess you have to really expect a better game out of Cordell Patterson. Uh, I don't know how that's possible at the moment because he's currently a running back one. Um, just and only given by the way, he's playing like 34% of offensive snaps this year, like total combined. So you got to think like he's going to see more workload. Uh, and I think you also see an uptick from Mike Davis as well. So I'd likely see a lot of run game from the, from the Falcons this week. And then, yeah, you got to think Kyle Pitts has, has to shoulder some of that offensive weaponry without Calvin Ridley. So expect a big game out of him. Now the question becomes like, do you sit Matt Ryan? So, like, in a one-quarterback league, I mean, uh, I guess you kind of have to, even though he had a, he had a pretty, pretty good week last week. 
Um, and then on the Jets side, I mean, I think the only person you're really considering is probably Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons defense isn't very good for, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. So Jamison Crowder coming back, looks healthy, you know, nine targets, 61 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, so yeah, overall, I mean, I mean, what else is there to say really? That's going to be it for me. And the question here, we do have another one. I'll bring it up while we're talking here. Just traded Amari Cooper for Cordero Patterson. Bad move, question mark. This strictly comes down to, A, can you use Cordero Patterson as a running back? And B, did you trade for him to be a running back? Because if you did, I like it. If you traded Amari Cooper for Cordero Patterson receiver to receiver strictly, then I would have stuck with Amari Cooper. Thoughts here, Chris? No, I agree with you. I just think at the moment he's... I mean, depending on the league, in the Yahoo Fantasy League, he's wide receiver running back. He plays both positions. So I think you're. I think that's a, probably a good trade because you, you have more versatility with your positions there. So, uh, yeah, again, we don't – Amari Cooper's – dude, he's hit and miss every year. He hasn't had his 200-yard you know, yard game yet. It's going to happen. happens every year. So, you know, don't, don't cringe when it does. Okay, another one here from our boy Fragger. Pick two running backs, Antonio Gibson, Cordero Patterson, Alvin Kamara. Mm. Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to go Patterson, right? Without Ridley, and then, dude, Kamara hasn't been great. Gibson and Kamara in the same game. Yeah, um, probably Kamara just because I don't like the Washington football team right now. They're just not looking very good. I agree with you. I'm going to go Cordero Patterson with Ridley out, and I'll roll with Kamara as well. All right, Chris, let's get your pick'em here. Who are you choosing in this game across the pond, Jets or Falcons? Yeah, with the news of really being out, I'll take the Jets here. Um, it could be we could, could see some more flash out of uh, Zach Wilson, so I'll take the Jets. Jets on a hot streak, two in a row. I agree with you. I'm actually going to take the Jets here as well. Also, I want to give a shout-out. We're going to get into the TCK leagues on the next episode, but while we're talking London, I want to give a shout-out to our girl Megatron, Megan all the way over in the UK, big-time, long-time uh, listener and follower and supporter of the TCK pod. So shouts out to our girl Megan and everybody else over in the TCK uh, sphere. And um, also the Quick Snap crew. I know that they've been fans of uh, the, uh, the Commission crew as well. So for all of our English folks and uh, UK listeners and followers to both of our podcasts, we are thinking about you and appreciate you. So thank you for tuning in. All right, let's move on here. Broncos and Steelers. Steelers, one-point favorite in this one, 39-and-a-half over-under. This one in Pittsburgh. Looks like we're going to get Drew Locke. If we don't, we're going to get a you know, 70% Teddy Bridgewater. Chase Claypool missed last week. He's questionable in this one. Big Ben looks absolutely horrendous. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a backup, maybe a, a Dwayne Haskins potentially. Um, Najee's automatic. Deontay's automatic. Juju is on the fence for me. He's a flex. He's not a wide receiver, too. And Big Ben's not playable. I don't want to play the tight ends. On the other side, for the Broncos, the running backs are going to be RB2s, RB3s. I play Sutton and Tim Patrick if you need to, and I play Noah Fant. That's about it for me in this one. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add. I would say Claypool is practicing, so he probably is a lock to start. Uh, He had a big week three, nine receptions for 96 yards, 18 points. So I'd probably fire up Claypool, no problem. The only other guy, if you're in a deeper league or like a deeper, um, uh, yeah, I guess a deeper rostered league, I guess Javante Williams might be worth a look. The Steelers aren't, like they're not playing very well right now overall. And he is starting to get some looks in the passing game. So he had four targets and then three targets the last couple of games. He is by far the better pass blocker. So he'll be on the field, I feel like, more and more as the season goes on. 
Uh, I th- I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon is questionable going into the game as well. So I would look maybe towards Williams if you need a flex spot in the running back position. All right, let's move on here and uh, get your picks, Chris. Broncos, Steelers in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going to take Pittsburgh uh, begrudgingly. If Drew Locke plays, it's Pittsburgh. If it's Teddy, I think it's still Pittsburgh, but it's going to be a lot closer. Mm. Um, this Broncos defense is no snuff either, though. I know. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So that's really tough. I, honestly, I think like, you know, 40 points basically is the over-under in this one. I, I think it could be way under, to be honest with you, just because of these uh, defense, the pass rush and the secondary here. We'll see what happens. So mm-hmm. let's move on here to the Dolphins and the Bucks. The Bucks, big time favorites once again, 10 points this time, 48 over under. Uh, not much to say. You start your studs for the Buccaneers. The question is going to be the backfield. Are you comfortable rolling with Leonard Fournette? And then if Gronk is out for you know multiple weeks here, are you comfortable enough with Cameron Brait, maybe O.J. Howard? How do you feel about that? You start all wide receivers and Brady on the backside. I don't want anything to do. Once again, for the fifth straight week, I don't want Miles Gaskin. Yep. Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki have been getting peppered. Jalen Waddle's a good play at a flex if you need it. But that's about it for me in this one. Yeah, I, that, I'm, we're totally on the same page here. So I would say to start Devontae, the, uh, Devontae Parker. Right now, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense, their secondary is, is uh, they have some ailments there. So their, their front eight is always pretty good. Their secondary is not looking very good right now. So they have a couple of of, um, of injuries that they're, that they're plaguing. And uh, I agree with you. You have to sit Miles My- Gaskin right now. So in PP- PPR, he's got some some upside, just like minimum, like barely you know hitting the surface of upside. Uh, but the Bucks are 21st against running backs in PPR, and they're first in overall rushing yards against right now, with only allowing 47 and a half yards on the ground. Not a good game for Miles Gaskin, so sit him. I would say start Lenny. Uh, regular season Lenny is now outside of the running back by committee. It looks like. I mean, Rojo saw some work against the Pats, but in general, uh, yeah, it, it's Lenny's. It's Lenny's backfield. So um, those are the only other. Those are the only other things I could add uh, to what you've already talked about. You sticking with Vegas here, Bucks? Mm, yeah, I think so. Bucks as well. Uh, Beach chiming in once again with the score predictions. Always appreciate your interaction. Uh, I will let you know, Beach, you're one game late. Uh, we went through the Jets and the Falcons in London also. So uh, give us your Jets and Falcons score prediction as well, and you'll be all caught up. Okay, Eagles, Panthers, Chris. Eagles are the underdog here by three points, 45 and a half point over under. Eagles are playing two different types of ba- two types of ball. It's pretty sloppy, and then they play a nice game with Jalen Hurts. The Panthers got beat up by the Cowboys, but the Cowboys, you know, should be a playoff team. Otherwise, they were three and zero. Dominant defense, one of the best defenses in the league. Christian McCaffrey um, on the fence for this week, but uh, you know, DJ Moore dominant. Sam Darnold's been playing great. I feel like everybody but Robbie Anderson – well, not everybody. Let's go through the list. Sam Darnold you can play even as a single quarterback streamer if you need to. McCaffrey, obviously, if he comes in. If not, Chuba's okay as a, as a flex. And then you have DJ Moore's automatic at this point. Marshall, I'm going to sit. Anderson, I'm going to sit as well. On the Eagles side, you start Hurts. I don't have any Miles Sanders. You guys know how I feel about him. But if you need to, I guess he's an RB2 with some upside, hopefully. And then – Goddard and Ertz, I think, is the uh, big question there, and then you can play Devonta Smith, of course. Yeah, the only, the only guy I'm gonna I'm gonna take all the way to the to the fucking finish line is Miles Sanders. I think you got to sit him totally. 
So um, the the Pan- Carolina's defense is only giving up 12.45 points to opposing running backs right now, which is the third lowest mark in the league. And Miles Sanders is, is running back 33. He is sliding off the charts. I don't think you start him, dude. I think Kenny Gainwell might be the start here. Yeah. Him, dude, low-key, like, just killing it right now. So, yeah. That's I think I think Gainwell I think Gainwell is the play. Sit Miles Sanders. You obviously you obviously have to start Jalen Hurts in this one. Um, he's quarterback three on the lead of the year, so <laughs> didn't didn't see that one coming. I had four running backs this summer that I was like staunch about that I was not drafting and I didn't care if they blew up on my face. I wasn't doing it. It was Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, and DeAndre Swift. Obviously, mm. Swift is blown up on my face because he's a lot more healthy than I thought he would be because of that groin. The other three guys are droppable, in my opinion, and I am super-duper pumped that I followed my research, followed my gut, and have no shares on eight squads. I feel just fine right now. I'm not uh, not scraping. Okay, Chris, uh, prediction here. Panthers, Eagles, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to call the Carolina Panthers for this one, but if the Eagles pulled an upset and put together like a full game that played out well, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I really thought the Panthers' defense were going to put up more of a fight against Dallas than what they did, and they did not. So I'm I'm actually pretty um, uh, underwhelmed right now with the Panthers, and I don't feel totally great about them playing the Eagles. I think, I think the Eagles are catching the Panthers at, at a good time right now. So I think I'll, Panthers- I'll, I'll go with the Panthers, though. Uh, they're... Three point favorites. I think they actually win this one by a touchdown. I'm going to go Panthers pretty confidently. Mm. Okay, let's move on. Lions, Vikings, Vikings, 10 point home favorites. A big one here. 49 and a half over under for the Lions. Swift, you play. Williams, maybe a flex if you need him. Um, Hawkinson is a start every week. Goff, super flex if you need him. A wide receiver. I mean, <laughs> Khalif Raymond is yes. the guy with two touchdowns last week, <laughs> yeah. right? Quintez Cephas was pretty hot for a couple weeks, though, there as well. Like, I don't know that you need to be in a position yet without bye weeks, but if you are, let me know which one of those guys you'd be confident in. On the Vikings side, look, Dalvin Cook took a week off last week after that injury, so he came back. He did play. It was a dud game, obviously, but you fire up Cook if he's healthy. Thielen, Jefferson, automatic, and Cousins, automatic as well. Cousins is actually my start of the week at the quarterback position. He's absolutely ripped up the Lions last year for 625 yards and six touchdowns last year alone, and that secondary is worse. I think Goff's going to do enough to uh, at least play with them. So I think I think Cousins is going to be safe there. Um, and I know Conklin's been playing pretty well. So if you need a deeper streamer tight end, you can look at him as well. So how do you feel about this squad overall? But I think there's a lot of pretty easy starting sits here. Yeah. The biggest question mark for me is going to be what do you do with the receiving core if you need a wide receiver three or a flex for the Lions. Yeah. So Khalifa Raymond is obviously the hot hand. And then as we say that, you know, there, there's always that hot hand fallacy that you want to try to avoid. So it's really difficult to say who would have the better game. It's clear that when Goff targets one of the two in a game, he sticks with that person throughout the game. I also think it's partly because TJ Hawkinson has been, uh, he's had a couple of down weeks and it's obvious that, defenses are keying on him and he actually said that in a recent interview that he's noticed the defenses are scheming to stop him specifically he shouldn't be shocked by by that like nobody is uh we we very much expected that and we hope that he is able to you know maintain some kind of dominance even if they're doing that um but if it does help the lions offense Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas being able to supply some coverage for TJ Hawkinson um, one of the two will have good games. I don't know which one. It's really difficult to say because it's game by game at this point, right? We've only had four games and each of them have had half 
of their games being productive. The other thing that I will say, though, is uh, TJ Hawkinson is questionable going into the week. Yeah. Right now, he had a limited practice on Thursday. I think he'll probably play, but the it's a newer injury, which is, I think, the thing that's a little bit nerve-wracking for fantasy managers. So just take, keep an eye on that. Um, if he doesn't play, then maybe you fire up both Quintus Sivas and Cleve Raymond. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Two names <laughs> that weren't exactly on the docket to start. Okay, let's move on here to the Packers and the not-so-bungles. Packers, three-point road favorites here, 50.5 over under. Uh, Packers are pretty simple. Rodgers, Adams, Jones. Um, can you start Robert Tunyon here if you need to? And on the other side, if T. Higgins plays, you play him. And maybe you look to sit Tyler Boyd unless you need a deeper flex. If T. Higgins doesn't play, you play Tyler Boyd. You play Chase either way. Your boy, Jomaine Mixon, looking to miss some time here. Even if he does play last minute, I wouldn't be confident playing him against the Packers, to be honest. Uh, Burrow, I think, is a streamer, too, if you need one here with the Packers and Bengals. Yeah. Um, I'm CJ Ozama as well, maybe, if you yeah. need a streaming tight end. I would not expect two touchdowns as he did last week, but he could be uh, working for you as well. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sit Robert Tunyon right now. The dude in four games is averaging 5.4 uh, uh, points per game in a PPR format. Dude's tight end 29 on the year, so <laughs> I would I would I would recommend people staying away from him. He is not proven right now to be the guy. Uh, so for this particular game, yeah, I mean, Mixon Mixon's up in the air at the moment, dude. I'm a little. I wrote down Jamar Chase versus Jair Alexander, and I think I'm staying away from Jamar Chase this week. So let me let me pause real quick. Jair Alexander's out for this game. Oh, he is out. It's confirmed. All right, so that makes a whole lot of difference. I Chase is good to go. Appreciate that clarification. In that case, let's fire up Jamar Chase. The only other guy that I think um, I'm liking right now is is Randall Cobb. So with the absence of Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, I do think Cobb will. Con- We'll continue to see that slot role that he saw last week. Alan Lazar got pushed out to the outside. So Cobb is likely going to flourish here in this position. Um, I, I think that I, I have no problem starting him as like a wide receiver too this week. Whew. Two touchdowns last week for the OG Randall Cobb. All right, let's go to your Pats and the Texans here. Patriots, of course, get a, a pretty emotional sting um, last week. Uh, I don't think it was a surprise that they lost the game necessarily, but I think it was impressive that they actually had a chance to win the game outright potentially um and of course folk missed the field goal and the rest is history but they're bouncing back here this is a good get right game there for the patriots against houston we know that bill belichick absolutely destroys rookie quarterbacks and they don't have any weapons otherwise so brandon cooks i know he's going to get peppered if you have him in your lineup you don't have anybody else go ahead and play him he might see 15 targets in this game but davis mills also might be not be able to get a pass off so i'm not very excited about that um, on the other side with the Patriots, I think Mac Jones is a good uh, streamer this week if you need a super flex option. Running back-wise, Damian Harris, I think, could have a nice game. I think he could have over 100 and a touchdown or two. I don't want any of the other running backs there. And the wide receivers, I, if they need them, it's going to be Jacoby Myers, but they might just run this They might just run this nuts and have an old-school Bill Belichick game. Uh, and then Patriots D is my number one DST on the week. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the other thing, obviously, I, I I would sit all running backs um, for the Houston Texans. I don't so even talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's not even worth it. But it's like it's almost like let's you know let's not overlook the obvious here. So, but just just so everyone everyone's clear, don't get cute there. Um, I'm I'm sitting Nelson Aguilar. I think you have to start Jacoby Myers if you have a deeper league. 
Uh, I think he's got like 40 something targets on the year or, or something close to that. And he's, he's like the guy that um, Mac Jones is throwing to. So, okay. A couple of things on this game in general. I do think that it will be a run heavy game for the Pats, but I think also they're going to want to keep Mac Jones throwing the ball. Like he threw a lot last game against the, uh, against the bucks and he had a lot of success. They're going to want to continue to develop that and give him the confidence to throw in situations where, you know, he'll need to throw, for example, on like a third and three where you're about to win the game. So, uh, or a fourth and three, I should say, when you're about to win the game instead of kicking the field goal. So my point is, is that I do think that Mac Jones will probably continue to throw. Um, the tight ends seem to are now getting into the game. And I think Jacoby Myers would be your start. Um, and of course, you know, Damien Harris, Damien Harris, he's going to run nuts. <laughs> I agree. All right, before we get into the rest of our games, I'm going to take a quick break, and I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the Jersey Jungle. You can find the Jersey Jungle on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Make sure you use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three plus. Now, again, these jerseys are about 60 bucks before the promo code. On NFL.com, they're $120, $150 for the stitch and twill, high-quality jerseys. You're getting the same jersey for half the price, and my my man Trenton will take care of you. So go check out the Jersey Jungle, football, baseball, hockey, basketball, college, retro, home away, custom, whatever you're looking for. Check out the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys. 15% 15% off of three jerseys. That's on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Tell them TCK sent you. All right, Chris, let's get back into the swing of things here. We got the Saints and the Washington football team. Saints are a two and a half point favorite on the road, 43 and a half over under. And let me just double check. Second lowest over under on the week, only behind Broncos and the Steelers. Yikes. Not looking good there for Jameis and Tyler Heineke. To his credit, Tyler Heineke has dominated the last couple of weeks. Number five, number five last week, Terry McLaurin's an absolute animal. You fire him up automatically. I'm not super pumped on Antonio Gibson. We talked to Fragger earlier in the comments. I would sit him if you can. It's going to be tough, obviously, to sit a high-end RB2. Um, but I just the Saints' run defense is historically good. And J.D. McKissick won't go away. So if you have to play Gibson, go ahead in a full PPR league as a deep flex or a second flex. You can fire up McKissick because I may have to just you know run through the air, as they say. Um, and then I'm not into the whatever they're going to roll out there at tight end with Logan Thomas out. So I'll pass on that. On the Saints side, Jameis, man, <laughs> yikes. Uh, Washington football team secondary has not looked good, but I'm not confident in Jameis. So super flex only. Alvin Kamara's automatic. Um, that's really about it. I mean, Jawan Johnson, I guess you can float in there too if you're streaming tight ends and hope for a touchdown or two. But otherwise, man, I, there's not many options. Kamara and McLaurin are the only automatics. Otherwise, I might go with both quarterbacks if you need to stream, but not too stoked after that. Yeah, so in two QB leagues, look, uh, I'm reading a lot here that this is like a, a get-right game for Jameis Winston um, from, a, I guess, a yards perspective. And the 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 baseline reasoning for that is the football team is effectively letting up the most points per week uh, to opposing QBs. So yeah, they've been terrible. If there ever was a game for Jameis Winston to have a good game, presumably it would be this one, but at the same time, you're also expecting the football team to get better on defense. Like, I don't think we expected them to be this atrocious. Like they're bad. Like they're, they're like Kansas city chiefs bad and that's terrible. 
So I don't know which which direction to play this particular game. Um, if you can avoid starting Jameis, go ahead. But if you need some upside, I mean, this could be the game where he actually puts together, you know, his week one accolades, if you will. So, uh, so yeah, the only other guy I would consider is uh, Curtis Samuel in a slot position moving forward. Um, I do think, ta- ta- uh, excuse me, Taylor he- uh, Heineke is going to find Curtis Samuel a little bit more than we expect against the Saints. Uh, the 43 and a half over under. I'm actually going to take the over on this game. I don't. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of great defense being played on either side. So um, the football team low-key has, has some good offensive weapons. I think, they'll, uh, I think they'll do just fine. All right. Curtis Samuel, good mention there. I didn't even, uh, didn't even mention his name, so I appreciate picking up the slack. All right. Titans, Jags. Titans are the four-point favorite. On the road here, 48 and a half over under. Uh, we know the history with Derrick Henry and the Jaguars. Absolutely unbelievable here. So A.J. Brown coming back to play, hopefully trending in that direction. If he plays, you play him. If he plays, you play Ryan Tannehill. Either way, obviously, you play Derrick Henry. Julio Jones, if he plays, you play him because it's the Jags, but I don't know that he's even going to play in this game. Otherwise, I'm not interested in the rest of the squad. On the other side for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence is a streaming super flex. But the Titans are absolutely dreadful against receivers, at least, and quarterbacks. So he, Trevor Lawrence may not be terrible if you're in a tough spot. Marvin Jones is my start of the week at the wide receiver position. Had a down week last week, but the Titans are the worst against wide receivers. Marvin Jones is number one in the NFL in contested catch rate. He's had six contested catches on six targets. That's the best rate in the NFL. That's good efficiency downfield and in the red zone. I like that a lot. LaVisca Chenault, also a good streaming option with DJ Chark being out. And James Robinson now is an automatic play if he's going to be getting more work. Yeah, the the uh, the guy I'm looking out for this week is going to be LaVisca Chenault. Um, 28 targets so far. Uh, I think it's like somewhere like the twenties uh, for overall wide receivers. So he outside of outside of Marvin Jones jr. With I think 31 targets, he's the second leader on the team. Uh, this Titans matchup is on a defensive standpoint is very favorable for, for the wide receiving core for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're, they're currently giving up the second most PPR points to opposing wide receivers in 2021. So, uh, it, you know, if, if they're going to have a great game, it would be this one. Um, and, you know, it will kind of show what uh, you know Trevor Lawrence is probably made of from a quarterback position, just given how leaky, let's say, the Titans are to wide receivers and fantasy points. So, Lavisca Chenault would be my start of the week. All right, we have fallen behind a little bit, and it's my bad on picks, Chris. So, really quickly, uh, let's dial it back a few here. Eagles, Panthers, who you got? Uh, so Carolina. All right, Carolina as well. Lions, Vikings. I'm gonna go Vikings here. Vikings too. Packers, Bungles. We'll go Packers. Likewise. Patriots, Texans. We'll go with the Pats. Pats, big. Our boy uh, Beach has got a running tab of <laughs> yeah, score predictions in the comment here, and he's got a shutout, 24-0 for the Patriots. I don't think that's too far off, unfortunately, for Texans fans. Saints, football team. I'm going to go with the upset and pick the football team here. I'm going to go football team as well. Titans, Jags. Mm, I mean, I, I want to go the upset, but I think the Titans are just a better team. So I don't even know if they're a better team. It's just what they have is Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry against anybody and Derrick Henry against the Jags historically 
has just not been a fair fight. So I agree. I've, I've got to go with Derrick Henry in this one, um, yeah. although I think they're somewhat evenly matched somehow mm-hmm. otherwise. Okay, let's move on here. Browns and Chargers. This one I think has uh, the makings to be um, probably the second best game of the week outside of the Bills and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Now, the Chargers are the two-point favorite at home, but the Browns are obviously the truth. For the Browns, Baker's got a torn labrum. He's playing through it, doesn't want surgery, uh, which would effectively end his season. So he's playing through it, but he missed that throw with OBJ last week. Odell's been frustrating, but I'm still willing to play him in a flex position with Landry still out. Chubb and Hunt are automatic. Austin Hooper, I'm just, I know he's going to have a touchdown every once in a while because Baker loves him in the red zone, but I'm going to stay away from that with all these other streaming tight ends. On the other side, for the Chargers, man, Herbert's automatic. I'm going back to Williams. I'm going back to Allen, obviously. Eckler is a, a must-start. Jared Cook, too. I think this is pretty chalk. Are there any any uh, sneak attack names with the Browns and Chargers for you? No, not really. I think this is one of those games where like everyone who's good is good, and you know who they are. So the, the only thing that I'm a little concerned with is uh, is the offense for the Browns with, with a hurt – Baker Mayfield, dude, like I, I would imagine, I've never had it. It's a labrum, right? Yeah. I've never had it torn. I've heard it's pretty painful. So I'm just going to say like, he's probably going to be in a lot of pain. They're probably shooting him up. So he probably can't feel anything in his left arm. So that could be allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So then the, on the, on the flip side, the Chargers offense has to go up, up against the Browns defense. And every week we say this there, it's a dog fight every game. And right now, Cleveland's graded the second highest defense, according to PFF, right now going into the matchup. So this is going to be challenging for Herbert and Eckler, and by default, uh, Williams and Keenan Allen. So, yeah, dude, the over-under being at 47 feels about right. I just think that it's going to be a lot trickier for from a fantasy perspective than we hope for. Like, Eckler, you know, what is he averaging, like 24 points a game right now? I don't yeah. know that this – I mean, he'll, he'll hit double digits, but I don't think he hits uh, nearly the 20s. Maybe he does, maybe he does, but I don't think so. The Browns haven't quite been to the magnitude I thought they would be in the secondary, but they're still playing very well. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have been dominant, though. Yeah. They just, I mean, Derek Carr had thrown for 380 plus yards in three straight games open the season. He threw for sub 200 yeah. on Monday night last week, Chris. The Chargers are the truth. Baker's beat up. This is going to be Chubb and Hunt all day long, and it's going to be a lot of Austin Eckler as well. I think this. I mean, they should hit 47 points, but I think there's going to be a lot more running in this game than people anticipate. And I think it seems I would hope game. so. Yeah, and, I, I do hope so. And and could be an early season playoff preview as well if the Chargers can can keep up the heat here. We, we expect the Browns to be there in the end, but Chargers could as well if either mm-hmm. the uh, Chiefs or the, the Raiders slip up here. Okay, uh, who do you have in this game, Chris? Chargers, uh, Chargers, Browns. Yeah, I mean, I wrote the Chargers. I do want the Browns to win, though. So that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying to. Those, get, I'm trying to get cute here. That's all. One of those. My my brain says, and my heart yeah, says. Yeah, and... yeah. It's, it's one of those. <laughs> my heart wants the Browns, and my brain says the Chargers. I get it, man. I'm gonna go Chargers outright. I'll take the Chargers, and I'm gonna put an asterisk here. I'll, I'll put Alex down for the Chargers as well. All right, let's go to my <laughs> Niners and the Cardinals. The Cardinals, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, somehow. If you chose that after the first month of the season, you're cashing that in in Vegas. Chargers, four and a half home favorites here, 49 and a half over under to the Niners. I think the Niners are in trouble, man. I'm worried about it. Jimmy G is out. Trey Lance getting his first NFL start. Debo leads the NFL in receiving yards, but 150 plus of those yardage 
coming on busted coverage plays. Chris, you guys talked about Debo Samuel on your playbook recap episode, and the topic came up of is he a sell high? And I know that RJ put out there, you know, Brian, whoever it was about Dynasty, um, is he a sell high, whatever. I think he's a sell high in redraft. Um, there's a lot of receivers out there. I watch the 49ers constantly. Debo Samuel in his career has been a sub five A dot guy. He's been playing out of his mind, obviously, so far. But once Jeff Wilson comes back, if Trey Lance picks up the rushing, I just don't see this volume keeping up for Debo. So I personally would rather cash in before it's too late. That's just me. Brandon Ayuk, I don't think is startable right now. George Kittle, you have to play because he's George Kittle. The question is going to be if Elijah Mitchell plays and Trey Sermon plays, who do you go with? I'm not excited about either one of these guys against the Cardinals, so I would try to sit them or play them as a flex versus an RB2. I am okay with Trey Lance in his first start as a streaming QB1. The upside of seven rushing attempts for over 40 yards and a half, I love that. So if he pulls a Justin Fields, then that's on me. But if he goes Jalen Jalen Hurts, I want to be a part of that. On the other side, it's the Cardinals, man. You start your studs. Kyler, you stay in the flames with New Hopkins. You play Edmonds. Connor, if you need a, a stretch, but then it's AJ Green, Christian Kirk. We talk about it every week. Rondale Moore. Is there anybody else in that mix you'd be willing to play as well? A lot of names here for fantasy. Yeah, there, there are, um, and you kind of have to pick and choose who you want. So, in my opinion, if Elijah Mitchell comes back, I think you have to sit Trey Sermon. Uh, so we have to monitor that one. We it's it's too early to tell which way to go. Um, and then the other backfield. I think you have to continue to start Chase Edmonds. I know James Conner saw 18 carries and he kind of dominated the red zone. Uh, but Chase Edmonds has continued to see his snap rate increase in every game this season. And he's currently averaging 15.8 touches per game, which is great volume. Um, so I think you continue to start him. And then if you need a James Conner in like a flex position, like in deeper leagues, then, then feel free to go for it. Uh, but Chase Edmonds would be a start for me. So just to circle back on the Debo Samuel thing, um, I, dude, I and I hear what you're saying. I just think that we haven't seen like a true. I we have not seen the true evolution of Debo Samuel. He's mm-hmm. he was a rookie when he broke out. Then he got hurt. And if you were to continue on that trajectory, you would think that a player of his caliber on an offense that runs first, in a sense, uh, should either maintain or would continue to evolve as a player. And I think that's kind of what's happening right now. And he's, I mean, he is the recipient of broken plays, but he is the recipient of broken plays. It's not like it's going to anybody else. So from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of like garbage time points. I don't really care how he's getting his points. Um, If you want to, you know, you can make the argument, well, it's not always going to happen that broken plays are going to happen. But I just feel like Debo Samuel is on a growth trajectory and we should just embrace it. Just embrace the growth, you know, just give it a nice warm hug embrace Debo Samuel's growth and let's continue and, uh, and, and just enjoy Debo Samuel. Yeah. I hope you're right. I mean, as a 49er <laughs> fan, that would be absolutely fantastic, but um, we'll see. I mean, look, man, when, when, when he came out, I was thrilled that we drafted him. The dude's yeah. an animal. Him and Ayuk are both beasts when they get the ball near. So is Kittle. That's the type of dude that Shanahan wants. And so, yeah, ride the flames. It's like Mike Williams, right? It's like, okay, he had a dud game. Are we going to panic, sell off, whatever, just, take the number two wide receiver before that Debo stays healthy. He could be this guy and win people fantasy leagues. Awesome. The history tells me otherwise though, with the offense, the run game hasn't got going yet. Now they have a rushing quarterback coming in. I just think things are going to change drastically for San Francisco. Uh, if James is going to be out, that's just how I feel about it. Also yeah. next week, bye weeks pick up and we have the 49ers on a bye week. 
So they might try to get healthy and start running the ball more. We'll see what happens. So mm-hmm. we're obviously agree to disagree on Debo, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Chris, who do you have in this game here? Cardinals, Niners. I'll take the Cardinals until they show some weaknesses. All right. They look, they look good. I'm going to pick the Cardinals too, unfortunately, here. I got to go against my boys. The uh, Cardinals look absolutely fantastic. Okay, Giants, Cowboys. Cowboys home favorite here by a touchdown, seven points, 52 and a half. Uh, I think for the Cowboys, this one's pretty easy. Dax firing on all cylinders. Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb have been very frustrating. Dalton Schultz, Chris, by himself, <laughs> has outpaced over the last two weeks. Dalton Schultz has outpaced by himself CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper combined. Oh, yeah. Zeke is Zeke. Tony Pollard, I think, you know, we put him back in the shed for a while. Um, <laughs> I'm good with Schultz. I'm good with Lamb. I'm good with Cooper. I'm good with Zeke and Dak, obviously, and Pollard is a deep flex if you need one. On the Giants' side, fire up your boy D. Jones if you need to in super flex. I don't want him streaming my single quarterback necessarily. Galladay's been playing well. Evan Ingram is just, you know, touchdown or bust with the targets. And then Saquon looks good as well. Uh, do you have the stones to go with the Kadarius Tony or any of these other guys if they come back healthy here for the Giants? Uh, potentially, yeah. I, I uh, if you're if you're in a if you're in a pinch and you have some injuries you're battling, Kadarius Tony could be could be a play. I do. I think Kenny Galladay might might is trending towards a weekly starter. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be the go to guy. Uh, him and Daniel Jones are starting to get on a, on the same page in terms of uh, balls, and we know where. Where Daniel Jones ended up last season, he was the number one rated uh, deep passer in the league in terms of accuracy, and that's where Kenny Galladay flourishes, which is why I predicted some of the success for Daniel Jones. Uh, but my man right now, I believe, ranks as quarterback six in fantasy scoring. He has only thrown one interception, has lost one fumble and four starts. It's only two turnovers and four starts. Let me just clarify that one more time. Two turnovers and four starts. And one of those turnovers, that interception, was based on a Hail Mary pass. Uh, which is shit. So let's just talk about it. We don't count that one. Throw that one out. Count it. Got to throw it out. Exactly. So my boy is playing hot right now, Uh, and that's kind of again. I agree with you. This is where the only game I'm picking with my heart over my head. I think Dallas is obviously the more superior team, but I think the Giants low key could pull something off. Their defense isn't as bad. Um, They're actually not that bad at all. I agree with you. Dalton Schultz is crushing it right now. He is the tight end one over the last three weeks. Fifteen targets. 138 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's a tight end one. And he, well, tight end one over the last four week, uh, three weeks, but he's the tight end four overall in fantasy. He looks really good. So, yeah, I mean, the Giants have their have their uh, work cut out for them. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper haven't looked great. So, yeah, I don't know. It could be a sleeper type game. I think the uh, Cowboys might go in with a little bit too much hubris. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I think they do well. And, uh, yes, your boy D. Jones is playing very well, keeping control of the football. Uh, which is excellent. And look, man, if Saquon is Saquon, uh, this is entirely entirely different squad, clearly. Um, so hoping the best for the Giants. And, of course, Bobby's a big Giants guy here. But um, I'm going to go Dallas. I just think it's too much firepower. And uh, in Dallas there, I think it's too much. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, two more here. We got the Bills and the Chiefs, the game of the week. This one is in Arrowhead. But let's not overlook the fact. I mean, the Chiefs are the three-point favorite just because they're home. This is a pick otherwise. 56 and a half, Chris. This is this is four points higher than any other game on the slate here. Should be fireworks. Um, the Chiefs have trailed in every game dating back to the Browns game in the play, playoffs last year. 
the Chiefs straight up could have lost the last five games, the Super Bowl, and uh, well, they obviously lost the Super Bowl, but before that, it was the Browns, and then early season with the Browns as well, and then they get a couple last-minute comebacks too. They hadn't really blown a team out until Philadelphia last week. They're vulnerable. You've been a big Josh Allen guy for a while. You picked him to be the MVP last year, and honestly, bro, I think you were fucking on point. Um, That was a great call by you at that point, and I think you know if the Bills can run the ball at all, I think they have a chance to win this game straight up. Um, We're not really talking much fantasy here because you start your studs, right? You start Allen, you start Diggs. You start Dawson Knox, uh, more of an exclamation point than a question mark at this <laughs> point, I think. And then, of course, you have the variables. You have – I don't think it's Singletary. I think it's Moss personally, but I'll get your thought. And then if you're in a deeper league, you got um, – you also have uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley there too if you need to throw them in for PPR. On the other side, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I know there was a dud game from Kelsey. He'll be fine. Trav- or, uh, Hill and Mahomes and CEH as well. I will say, though, Matt Milano, the middle linebacker for the Bills, is legit, and he has locked down a lot of great tight ends over the last couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another humbling game for Travis Kelsey or if they box in with Trey White and double coverage, Tyreek Hill. So you got to play those guys, but don't be shocked if they don't blow up like you're used, used to them happening because the Bills secondary is the truth. I expect CH and Moss to have big games in this one because they're both going to try to run the ball, but at the end of the day, it's going to be run and gun for both these squads. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it seems like it should just be like a fast-paced, high-scoring game. Right now, the Bills are ranked number one in defense, according to PFF right now, but they really haven't played many good teams. Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of where their their grading comes from. It's eaten, And if you understand a little bit on how PFF scores their grading, they, they look at the game and they kind of, you know, assign points and they come out with their, with their grading score. And, you know, you can easily chalk up good defensive play when you're playing bad offenses. And the Bills so far have posted up two shutouts in four weeks. So, yeah. so uh, obviously, it's not going to happen against the Chiefs. I think this is going to be much more of a high-scoring game. I think that 56.5 is great, uh, is a place where you want to be. From a fantasy perspective, uh, yeah, again, I think you just fire up all offensive weapons that you think are going to start here. The Chiefs defense is freaking awful. There's no, there's no other, I don't know how to, like, we say this every week. I can't believe, I honestly cannot believe how bad they are. They're like Detroit Lions bad. Yep. They're New York Jets bad. I did not expect them to be well, this bad. It's the, it's, it's the Mahomes Band-Aid, dude. Dude, yes. We've seen this, right. we've seen this for years, man. Like, so many great quarterbacks or players or whatever, so many great offenses disguise a bad defense or likewise i mean those ravens teams bro the buccaneers old school teams some of those steeler squads they mask a bad offense because their defense is so dominant and you can really get clotheslined by that but i agree i think the bills are the most well-rounded team and Mm -hmm. honestly i'm gonna pick the bills to win this game straight out yeah same here i think we both we're both going for the bills uh uh, and you kind of mentioned the running backs here. I agree with you. Singletary is probably the guy. This is the kind of game where I think if they get into the red zone and like it's like Zach Moss territory, I think it's a freaking RPO and uh, Josh Allen runs it in. So uh, that's kind of where that's kind of where I see these things. Okay, going to be a shootout there on Sunday Night Football. Really looking forward to that one in primetime. And finally, Chris, we'll get into the Monday Night game here against the Colts and the Ravens. Ravens a seven point home favorite. 45 over under for the Colts. Let's just hope we get JT all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, Naheem Hines, is that somebody that you can start in PPR leagues as a stream as a flex? Michael Pittman is somebody you could throw out there if you absolutely need to. 
Um, and then Carson Wentz is maybe a you know super flex option on the other side for the Ravens. You obviously fire up Lamar. I'm okay with Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams until he shows us anything ever again. I'm I'm just not playing him. There's no way. Um, he was an active scratch last week, which is just yeah. terrible. So mm-hmm. or, I'm sorry, active scratch doesn't make sense. Healthy scratch. I apologize. Healthy scratch. Um, I don't like that at all. Hollywood Brown should be a top five wide receiver. He dropped two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. He had another big game last week um, taken away from him. So I like Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Uh, Other than that, man, it's going to be a good football game. Like it'll be a good like NFL watched competitive game, I think, with two (laughs) potential playoff teams. But for fantasy, it's Jonathan Taylor, maybe Pittman. It's Lamar, probably Hollywood, maybe Andrews. Yeah, And then maybe Latavius Murray stumbles in for a touchdown as well. Yeah, I think uh, Latavius Murray is probably, uh, probably on pace to have a pretty solid game. Uh, the, other, the other guy that I think is back is Rashad Bateman. Um, Low-key sleeper this week. Uh, Hollywood Brown has been outperforming, even with his three freaking touchdown drops a couple of weeks ago. He's looked very, very well. I think he's like, I think I, I don't want to misquote myself, but I think he's like up there in like top 15 in points per game right now mm. for fantasy football. So he's been playing very well. Uh, the Ravens on offense look like they're starting to get their stride. They're also starting to get their stride back on defense as well. So well, all right, the reason why I say all that is because I actually think the Colts are going to have to get very creative with how they score points against the Ravens this week. So I do actually see that Naheem Hines becoming a focal point um, in the I don't want to say in the run game, but in the pass game, utilizing him like a J.D. McKissick would on the football team. So the Colts are going to have to get creative to help Carson Wentz out, not get sacked, stay upright, stay healthy. I do agree. A lot of dosage, dosage of uh, J.T. Also, Michael Pittman's been leading the team in targets right now. And, and uh, I've recommended on a few occasions this week to, to our IG listeners who have Michael Pittman to start him um, over guys like Allen Robinson. So. Yeah, I like it. And uh, again, it's I don't think it's going to be as exciting for fantasy football, but Lamar Jackson could could really go off. He hasn't quite had a an explosion game just yet. Yep. All right, Chris, that wraps up the week five previews. We have a couple more messages here. Our boy Ryan chimed in a bit late here, so I want to dial back to the 49er game. Does Mitchell reclaim the Lions share of the backfield when healthy? Maybe, but Josh uh, or Josh Reynolds. Wow. Random name. Sorry. <laughs> um, Jeff Wilson uh, will be coming back potentially. Um, about week eight. So we'll see what happens there. Also, Trey Sermon's still healthy um, and Trey Lance, right? So not too excited about that. So I wouldn't play a 49ers running back if you don't have to. And then Beach, do you trust Josh Allen this week? Absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout with the Chiefs. And Chris just mentioned uh, how bad they are. So I'm good there. All right, everybody. Chris and I are going to just take a um, shut down this episode here for the week five game previews. And we're going to come back to you. And in the next episode, we're going to have the TCK Listener League previews as well. Once again, we're splitting these episodes because the last couple of weeks, they've just gone so long with no bye weeks and everything. We just have so much information to get you both that we want to make sure that we get into uh, everything in depth here so you can splice it if you like to. So if you're in the TCK Listener League, we got that coming up on you for the next episode. We'll dial back right here. If you're streaming, we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes. And if you're not in those leagues, then you can tune out if you'd like to or come back and see us anyway. We appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm with my man Chris Benavides of the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. And Chris, please let everybody know about your playbook and where they can find all of your content. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, uh, as usual, go find us uh, at the Commission FFP on TikTok, Twitter, 
and Instagram. And then you can go sign up for the playbook. It drops every Tuesday, kind of gives you a recap of week four and what to expect going into week five or the upcoming week uh, for fantasy. It's over at thecommissbrand.com. Um, or you can just sign up at thecommissbrand.com forward slash the dash playbook. Um, and of course, our notable channels, Spotify, um, Apple, and uh, and Google Podcasts are a good way to, to find the podcast. Awesome, brother. Always a pleasure to have you and the rest of the team on. If you're just tuning in or maybe it's your first time listening, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are live every single Sunday morning for Start Sit three hours before the kickoff. If you're on the East Coast with Chris, we'll be with you at 10 a.m. If you're on the West Coast with me, it's 7 a.m. That's right, kids. We're getting up early on a Sunday just for you. Three hours of Start Sit. This episode and all episodes of the Candlestick Kids are brought to you by Bet Online and Believe Podcast Networks. Make sure to give them some love as well. Subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on the Fantasy Focus side. And then on the podcast side for the Candlestick Kids, make sure to leave a rate and review wherever you listen to your Believe Podcast Networks. You can find me on Twitter at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. And you can find Chris and the boys and Kelly on Twitter at the Commish, C-O-M-M-I-S-H, the Commish F-F-P. We'll be back with you soon. Dial back in just a couple minutes. If you're streaming with you live, we'll be right back on. Beach, thanks so much for tuning in with us. We appreciate you. Ryan, thanks for coming in. Last minute, man. I appreciate you jumping in as well. Edits, good to hear from you. Fragger, always. And DCAR59, too. We'll catch you guys again in just a few minutes. For my man, Chris Benavides and the Commission crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco. We are out of here. <laughs>